Hey, welcome to the Ocean Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope today's message encourages you and reminds you that God is working in your life. Enjoy today's message. Well, good morning, family. How are we? How are you guys doing? Well, I know some of me, you may be thinking, is, uh, is that Pastor Josh? He kind of looks like Pastor Josh. He's a little taller and more handsome than Pastor Josh. Well, that's definitely not Pastor Josh. He would never say anything like that. Uh, guys, we can't laugh at ourselves, laugh at somebody else. So I think it's in the Bible, Old Testament. Um, you know, what I love about uh, just coming together, that the Lord brings us uh, the body close together, and people come in uh, for a, a long time, a season, or a short time. And I'm going to invite up uh, Kathy and DJ Paul uh, to, the, to the platform. And, um, you know, yeah, give them up for, for Kathy and, and DJ. They, uh, I think it's been, what, just four, four months, you guys? Three, three four months? Uh, that they started coming here. Um, they jumped right into what ocean, uh, what we're all about here. And uh, they are missionaries uh, to India. And man, we just fell in love with them. And they just, they just embraced what we were doing here. And they became one of us. And uh, this is their last Sunday here. And they're going to be going back to the mission field. And I, I wanted them to come and just be uh, before you guys. And um, we're going to pray over them. We're going to commission them out to the mission field. Um, you know, and the Lord is working in their lives. And just, the, you know, if, if you just get to talk to them just for a few seconds, you can see that the Lord is working. And, uh, but you know, on the mission field, it is tough out there. You know, India especially, um, it's just a lot of bondage. Um, and they are resistant to the, to the message of Jesus. And so we just want to pray over them and just, uh, just want to love on them. And we just want to say, guys, thank you so much for being part of it of our community. You guys are a part of us, and uh, this is not the last time we're going to see you guys, um, but they're going to have um, just a, in, in the next step room after service, uh, kind of what they're all about, what they're doing, and so I'd encourage you guys go there and just love on them and hear their story, and, but we're just going to pray over them right now. So if you guys just stretch your hands uh, to them. Lord, thank you for DJ and Kathy. Lord, thank you that you brought them here for a season. Lord, you, uh, you are working in their lives, and Lord, I pray that um, as they step back into the, the field, the Lord, you would open up doors. The walls that they were there before will be uh, torn down, and they can uh, just step into what you have for them there. Lord, I pray for their marriage uh, during this time, that they would just be closer uh, to you. Within turn, they're closer to themselves, Lord. And I just, uh, just, just put your peace on them. Lord, if they're struggling just uh, where, where to go and what to do next, Lord, just give them vision give them wisdom, and Lord, as us here, uh, as a church body, that we continually pray for them, uh, and Lord, just give them strength, give them vision, and all God's people said, amen, amen. Can you guys give it up for Kathy and D? I miss you guys. I felt like I was here with my family. I'm going to miss you all, especially the men's group and the freedom group. You guys know me. <laughs> we will come back soon. See ya. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yes. So good. So good. 
See, this, this is what I love about church. This is what you get people coming in, and I just, uh, I just love them so much. So make sure you guys check them out after service. Uh, well, I just want to start off by saying, you know, this is such a joy and a privilege for me to be up here today. And I don't take this lightly. Uh, I am super excited for what the Lord has placed on my heart and to share before you guys. Um, if you guys would stand to your feet, we're going to be reading God's word, his living word. And we're going to be in Galatians uh, chapter 5, verse 1. And it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Father, we thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, you are here now. Thank you for coming. Lord, the words that I speak, let them be your words. Jesus, we love you. In your name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, this summer, earlier this summer, we, uh, we took uh, our first family vacation. Uh, usually in the past, family vacations are usually to grandparents. But uh, this year, we're like, no, we're going to go to some place that we don't know. And it's just going to be the four of us. And so we were super excited. I think a lot of times when you start planning for a vacation, it's the excitement of the planning, right? And so we decided we were taking a road trip. And there's something about... A road trip that's so American, right? Uh, the, the open road, the small towns, uh, the great cities in this country. And so we, we, we sought out a destination, which was East Tennessee, and uh, just had a great time. Probably one of our best times we've had as a family, just uh, so many great memories. Well, this morning, I want to treat this time like a road trip. Uh, our end destination today is going to be freedom. The Lord has... Oh, we're already clapping already? Oh, man, this is going to be a good morning. We're going to be a good morning. <laughs> the Lord has called us into freedom. But we have to start from the beginning, and we have to get to freedom. And how does that work? If you guys know me, uh, for the ones who do know me, you know that I'm a pretty simple guy. I do not like um, complicated things. Um, uh, my favorite word is elementary. I love that word. You know, usually it's taking something complicated and you're putting it down to something you can understand, and I love that. If something was pre-K or even, you know, um, a daycare, I, I, I love that language, daycare language. I'm all about that. But my, my, my hope and prayer this morning is that I would deliver the message into a, a way that you can absorb and understand it. Because I think a lot of times we think the Bible is complicated, and that's a lie of the enemy. But today, I just want to break it down to you guys that it's, it's going to be simple and that you can understand. And where we're going to start, we're going to start with faith this morning, and faith. And what is faith? You know, the Webster's Dictionary of Faith is complete confidence in someone or something. You take the word complete, it's whole, lacking nothing. So you're putting confidence with everything you have into someone or something. But what does the Bible say about faith? Let's, let's dive into Scripture, 2 Corinthians 5.7. And what I really like about 2 Corinthians 5.7, it's very short, and you can understand it. Elementary, come on. For we walk by faith, not by sight. So the Lord is saying, I'm in the unseen, I'm in the unseen. See, we live in a physical world, and if you think about it, we are living this life by faith. The chairs that you're sitting in, the cars that you got in this morning, the roof over our heads, we're having faith that the chairs will hold us, the roof will hold up in wind and storms. 
But the Lord is saying, I don't live in the physical, I live in the unseen. I'm not, you are in the physical world, but I am in the unseen. I'm in the spiritual world. Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith shows us the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Other versions say evidence is assurance. Assurance is freedom from self-doubt. I love that. No doubt that the Lord is in the unseen. But once again, we're back to the physical, and we want things to be tangible, don't we? We want our faith to be tangible. We want to touch it. We want evidence. And the Lord's like, no, 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 I don't live in the tangible. That's not true faith. 2 Corinthians 4.18, so we don't look at the troubles we see now, rather we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. See, so the Lord is telling us that faith is in the unseen, but if we take it one step further, faith is letting Jesus lead our lives. So in, some, in a sense, it's giving up control. Ooh, we don't like that, do we? Giving up control. We like to be in control. If you get in a car and you sit in the passenger seat and one of your friends takes the driver wheel and they're driving out of control, you are afraid for your life. You're strapping your seatbelt on, you're bracing. Why? Because you're not in control. But if it, if it was reversed, you can be driving crazy. Why? Because you're in control. You know what's going on. And the Lord's like, no, I want you to let go. In the words of the great Carrie Underwood, Jesus, take the wheel, right? Take the wheel. Lord, I give you control. I'm giving up control. You're taking control. A puppet without a hand in it is lifeless, right? There's no life in a puppet. But as soon as a hand comes in it and starts controlling it, now it brings it to life. See, Jesus wants to come into our lives and in us, and then he's good directing what we're doing. He's telling us what to do, what to say, and where to go. But that only happens if we give up control. Faith. Do we have faith that Jesus can control and lead our lives? Right? What is the action of faith? It's trust. Trust. You know, I think kids have a great sense, and it's a great analogy of, of trust. My son, when he was little, I used to throw him up, and I could get higher and higher, right? And then one day, he was like, he was getting scared. He's like, no, no, Dad, I... I I, I don't want you to throw me up. And I said, hey, do you trust me? Do you trust me? He's like, yeah. Why, why did he trust me? Because he knew me. I'm his father. He's my son. I know him. He spends time with me. I'm around him. He's around me. So there's a relationship that's happening, and trust is being built because we know each other. One of my favorite verses, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. Let's just pause on that just for a second. It doesn't say trust in the Lord with your heart. No, it says with all your heart. Jesus is saying, I want your all, your whole heart, 
not just half of it. I need you all. And do not depend on your own understanding. See, this goes back to tangible faith. No, we want to understand. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. I want you to fully trust me. Depend, do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you the path to take. See, when it goes back to my son that he knows me, he trusts me because he's spending time with me. This is where we get in trouble, I think, as, as believers, is that we drift away and the closeness that we have with the Father then becomes distant. And when we're in that place, it's a scary place to be. Five years ago, I was at a low point in my life and, um, you know, I, at the time I was saying I, I was losing that life. Things were falling apart. Callie and I, uh, some of our life stuff is, it was crumbling and I found, find myself at a place in my life where I was, I was like, I, Lord, what is going on? But if somebody would ask me during that time, outwardly, I was like, man, yeah, Lord, oh man, I got faith in him. I got trust in him. But internally, I was far from the Lord. And when you're far from the Lord and things come at you, life comes at you, you're free falling. And when you're free falling, what do you do? You're grasping. You're grasping at life. And you're making decisions that you should not be making. And I remember I woke up in the, in the morning. I checked my email. There was an email in my box. I clicked on it. And I'm going to get real with you. I was so low. It says, how to win at the lottery. Yeah. My, book, my, my life is a wide open book right here. And I was like, yes, that sounds amazing. I could use money. Let's do that. So I clicked on it. And of course, what it is, you have to buy this material to, to beat the lottery. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So I, I'm paying this for this material, that money I don't have, right? And you can see that it really worked out for me. The lottery really just, man, it really did, did a lot for me. No, why? Because I was not close to the Father. I was far from him. And I'm making decisions I shouldn't be making because he was not close to me. And I was not close to him. Jeremiah says it so well in 17, uh, 7 and 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. For its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Woo. We need to be next to the living water. We need to be next to him. It's proximity. Proximity to the Father. Lord, I, I, I need to be next to you when things don't make sense. When things in my life are not tangible. I need to be next to you. And he's like, I got you. I got you. See, faith without trust, you can't have. And trust without faith, you can't have. They go hand in hand. They're mirrored. They have to be together. You have to be together. So if we know that we are on this path, on this journey, this road trip to freedom, we know that faith and trust is a must. But I believe some believers miss the mark. They turn off before freedom 
They put in the wrong address into the GPS and never get to the destination. Why? Because works come into play. And that's our third one, works. In Galatians, Paul is the author. We all know Paul, just a mighty man of God. And he's coming to four churches in Galatia. And at the time, there's a Jesus movement happening. People are getting saved. And it's just, it's basically exploding. And so Paul comes to these churches and he's being concerned uh, I guess irritated would probably be a good word that Paul is when he's, when he's seeing these, these churches. And he's seeing that the gospel is being tainted, it's being twisted, it's coming under attack. And when you think the, the, the gospel is being under attack, what do you think? You think from outside forces. You're thinking it's coming from the outside in. But it's actually coming from inside the church. And what he's saying is that the true gospel... It says in Ephesians, it's not on be on the board, but Ephesians 2 8 says, For grace you have been saved through what? Faith. And this is not of your own doing, for it's a gift from God. See, we accept Jesus by faith, right? He took the penalty on the, the cross for our sins. And so what what the the believers in Galatia were doing, it was saying, Yes, yes, that's true, but then you have to add in works. You have to add in this. And you got to add in that. So now it's becoming watered down. And Paul's like, no, 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 no. That's not the true gospel. You accept it by faith. It's a gift from God. It's not, it's not you're striving for. It's not work-based, right? It's not work-based. See, grace and law don't mix. You can't have grace and law. Right? You, you accept Jesus by faith. And so Paul is saying, Galatians, in, in Galatians 3, 2, he goes, let me ask you this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed by faith the message you heard about Christ. See, it's a free gift. We don't have to strive. We don't, that was, the old covenant was broke. The, law, the, the Lord was like, I'm taking the old covenant by law and works that you have to earn your way. He's like, I'm making that obsolete the new covenant is I took that, and it's a free gift. You just have to believe in your heart. You don't have to work for it. And then you're like, Pastor Kyle, well, that was back then. Well, what does it mean for now? Oh, man, if I just read my Bible more, man, if I, if I just pray harder, right? If I just serve more at church, if I just serve harder and more and more. See, no, 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 that's work-based, See, faith and trust equals freedom. But we have taken and we have jumped those two and put works first. And then like, yeah, works, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to try, I'm going to try. And then, yeah, I guess I need a little bit of faith. And uh, yeah, I, I guess I trust God. Yeah, I need a little bit of trust. And God's like, no, no, it's faith and trust in me is to freedom. Galatians 2.16, it's from the message. I love how this sounds. We know very well that we are not set right with God by rule keeping, but only through a personal faith in Jesus Christ. How do, you, how do we know? We tried it. 
listen to this, and we had the best system of rules the world has ever seen. Mm. Convinced that no human being can please God by self-improvement, we believed in Jesus as the Messiah so that we might be set right before God by trusting in the Messiah, not trying to be good. You guys getting this? We don't have to strive. It's not about works. And I think we, we've grown up, and I, grown, I grew up in the church, and I'm thinking, all right, I have to do this, I have to do that. I remember uh, constantly, you know, going to bed at night and being like, well, man, I, I didn't even read my Bible this week. I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm an even believer. See, that's a lie from the enemy. The greatest lie from the enemy is saying this free gift, all, you have to accept the gift, is, oh, no, that's too, that's good, too good to be true. That's what the enemy is telling us. It's too good to be true, so you have to put works in front of that. You have to strive to be next to Jesus. Romans 6, 14, sin has no longer your master, for you no longer live under requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. There was a a movie producer uh, in Hollywood, uh, really successful, had, had many films and, and uh, had many, uh, you know, accolades in, in, that, uh, in that realm. Well, the Lord radically changed his life, radically changed his life. The Holy Spirit came on him, and he just knew that he, he had, to, had to accept Jesus. He was not, never a part of a church, never part of any, uh, you know, Christian friends or anything like that, but he just, the Lord just met him. But he just kept going on with his work, kept going on with his life. And as he was writing and producing more movies, what he noticed is that the movies did not have sex, violence, language, and they started to be more uplifting and encouraging. Was there somebody telling him, okay, now that you accepted Jesus, you, you got to take all that out. You got to take your, the, the sex out. You got to take the, the rules out. You got to take all these out. No. Why? Because it came from the heart. See, Jesus, he asked Jesus into his heart, and from that, the Holy Spirit was living inside him, and the Holy Spirit was then directing his life. Right? It wasn't from the outside coming in. See, we, we look at the outside, right? All right, well, he must be a good Christian because he's, he's serving you know, he's always, always at church serving, and, and he's going to all these Bible studies, and he prays a lot, so he, he must be a good Christian. No, the God, God does not look on the outside. He looks at the heart. Rules can change behavior, but relationship changes the heart. Somebody needs to hear that. Rules change behavior. Relationship changes the heart. It's a relationship. He wants to get to know you. And once he gets to know you, that's when the heart changes. That's when he comes in. See, it says in Matthew, I believe it's 17, 8, talk about the uh, mustard seed, right? If you have faith smaller than the mustard seed, you can move a mountain. See, work-based philosophy on that is we're, we're focusing on the size of the faith. See, God is like, it's not about the faith. 
It's where you're putting that faith in. If you're putting it in Jesus, it's not, it's not the amount. It's where you're putting that faith in. Are you putting your faith in Jesus? Because there's freedom in Jesus. There's freedom in, in, his, in his love. There's freedom. And I think we get bound by works and bound by what we want to do and what we want to, I guess I just got to do more. I got to do more. And God's like, no, 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 no. Galatians 3, 7, and 8. You're running the race so well, who has held you back from following the truth? It certainly isn't God, for he is the one who called you to freedom. He's called us all to freedom. He's called us all to freedom. So we're, we're back. We're back at Galatians 5, 1. So Christ has truly set you, us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Right? But you know what? We all, myself included, all come up short. And we all, I believe that for so long. Right? I was never good enough. I always had to try more. I, I just want you guys, are you guys getting this? I, I want you to understand that it's not about the works. One last example. If it would be like somebody coming in and says, you know what, Kyle, I'm gonna, I wanna pay off your mortgage. I'm gonna go to the bank and I'm gonna pay that, that debt so you're no longer a burden under uh, that mortgage and I'm gonna pay off all your, your taxes as well so you don't have to worry about that anymore. You're done. And I'm like, oh, man, thank you. That's awesome. Man, wouldn't that be just a weight off your shoulder? Be like, yes, so good. But then it would be like me turning around and getting a second, third, fourth job, working my hands to the bone to then to pay the mortgage. That doesn't make sense. I'm trying to pay the mortgage that just got lifted from me. See? The Lord took that on the cross. We don't have to work our hands to the bone to works. He's already taken it. He's already taken that burden. He's already taken that weight off our shoulders. And some of you just need freedom from that this morning. I believe that our mindsets need to change. Our perspective on Jesus need to change. That he's a loving God, he's a caring God, and he wants to love you so much. He's like, hey, I just want you to be free, free in me. When, some, when somebody's truly free, isn't it addicting? It's like, I want to be over that, where that person is, right? But when somebody's weighted down by the works of the law, it's they're dragging, their, their lives are heavy. And the Lord's like, no, I want to take that heavy burden away from you, and I want to give you freedom. I want to give you freedom. See, the Lord is so good, you guys. And, you know, as I was studying and as I was uh, just diving into his word, you know who this message was for? <laughs> it was for me. It was for me. You know? And I, I just... You know, the Lord's funny. He's like, uh, you know, I don't want you... Uh, you need to go be going through this to tell him that, <laughs> you know? And so it's just the Lord wants us our, our, our full faith, our full trust. And this comes down to relationship. 
not rules, relationship. So if you would stand to your feet. You know, the Lord is, he's not an angry God. He's not upset. He's a loving God and he just wants, he wants to get to know you. And so what Pastor Josh always preaches is what is the Holy Spirit saying to you this morning? What is he saying to you this morning? Do you need some freedom from bondage? Freedom from wrong thinking? We all are free. Just bow your heads. Lord, Lord, I pray right now, if there's anyone struggling just with the striving mentality, this, I have to do more so that you would love me. I have to do more that you will see me, that we would break that off right now, that you would say, no, I just want you to get to know me. I just want your heart. Lord, let us, let that, our hearts be open to what you have. That, that false thinking from the enemy would, would flee. And that freedom would come into our hearts. And from that, our lives would be transformed. Lord, thank you for moving. Thank you for talking to us today. We love you so much in your name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like more information or would like to connect with us, visit us at oceanchurch.com. We love you and hope you join us soon online or at one of our campuses located in Southwest Florida.